I'm Adam. I'm Drew. I'm John. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to The Archive. Our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, John. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Drew. Hi. What's up, Nick? Hmm. Okay. I'm waiting for you to introduce me. This is, <laughs> and I'm Nick. <laughs> and we're here in the uh, Prevatorium. Um, I will be your grand poobah for the day. Always. As and always. Yeah, as per usual. If you're as, here, you're poobah. Maybe I'll be the goomba today. No, that's my job. All right. Anywho, while we're here, we do two things. We talk about show matters and we read comments. Ongoing, ever, ever looming show matter. The end is nigh. The podcast is coming to a crashing halt. No one knows when. Yeah, I don't like this bit, but I will, I will, I will stick with it. I know when. That's what I'm saying. We know Do when you? you you guys don't know when you you, you the audience don't know you can't no, be 100. we don't know either I have no idea yeah and and Adam regardless charges reset <laughs> the timer regardless <laughs> I mean, of what you think you might know like you're you wrong know, it could end it could end in the next five minutes that's what I was saying I had I had the charges set I will I will remove I knew when it was happening so I better uh, I better back uh, that up a little bit nice. Uh, but yeah, the the uh, the archive. John's got a wonderful little grin on his face. I just really like it. Um, makes <laughs> makes for good radio. Uh, archive is ending, as uh, you should very well know at this point. Uh, do we have any other show matters? I don't think so. Drew nodded and said he doesn't think so. Okay. Oh no, I was nodding along with everything you said <laughs> up to that point. Gotcha. Well. Hey, John, you have any comments? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start with comments? We could start on thearchive.com or we could start on Instagram. Let's start at Archive. At the Archive. Oh, it's a good place to start. No, we're not going to start there. We're going to... No. Uh, did we... <laughs> did... Uh, did <laughs> Did we discuss King Creeper's comment on sleepovers? I, I don't recall. I don't know. Uh, when oh, this happy was... twenty, happy twenty twenty one, everybody! The brand new year for the, yeah. death, for the death of an archive. Yeah, it was ten years ago this year that the archive was born. Was was founded? Oh, that's but, right. But yeah, a decade of archive. Decade well, of archive. discovered, I suppose. Discovered by Nick and myself. Yeah. See episode zero, true believers. Um, You're can welcome. you, <laughs> John, why don't you read the comment? Well, it's always, I, I love to hear uh, King Creeper comment even twice. So, all right. Please. This comment it. comes to us from King Creeper faces Azrael. Creeper. Creeper. 
Is that how he wrote it? Yeah. King Creeper says, my fir- oh, this, and this is a, a comment on our sleepovers episode. Right. And he says, my first sleepover was in the fifth or sixth grade. I went over to my friend's house for his birthday party. I remember eating so many Oreos and chicken nuggets. I'm allergic to dairy that I threw up and had to had that really bad burp taste in my mouth. <laughs> okay, we definitely did not read this. No, before. We yeah, we didn't. This is yeah. Good, good. Uh, he continues. I'm sorry for not commenting on the last two. I assume he means the last two episodes. Uh, I was creeping into another podcast. Whoa. What? What? Whoa. Uh, he says, it's I need called to reach in St. Louis. I really enjoy it. <laughs> Wait, I've, I've got some uh, letters from him to read from Emi in St. Louis. So if we can take a pause. And, no. Okay, go on. Wait, wait to hear his reasoning. This is great. Uh, I need to reach out to another podcast I can sleep to. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the advent calendar house hey. oh, very good also apparently i missed the recording time for today so until next time king creeper comment streak zero. Oh, oh but well, at least he's honest yeah and, and honestly like he's king who it's, yeah you know, he can the, call the comment streak whatever he wants it to yeah. be there you go uh, I've got two more comments for you from the archive.com mm. that are uh, were posted on our Hege episode. Hege. And the first one of those comes from our good buddy, Venetian Rendezvous. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. First of all, thank you, Venetian Rendezvous, for joining us for one of the last... Maybe it, maybe that was the last episode episodes of, uh, of the archive. Yeah. Maybe, Always great to welcome you to the uh, comments. Maybe Hege was the last episode. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> we're just deep, wasting our time right now. Fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> None of this is happening. Venetian <laughs> uh, Rendezvous says, so glad the Hege discussion was kicked off by the Kive mind talking about their quarantine experience. My stance is not dissimilar to John's, which is to say that I'm okay staying home for long periods of time. As some of you said, well, everyone but Adam, I think, uh, it has less to do with avoiding social interactions and wearing button down shirts, but more to do with quote unquote being on in a stiff slash professional environment. Also the commute, it's so nice not to fight traffic twice daily. Oh yeah, Back especially, in July, oh, oh sorry. Well, yeah, no. just especially during winter, like, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, there have been days that I've woken up and been so happy that I didn't have to drive in the cold. Um, and and while I'm interrupting you, uh, the Kive Vine, <laughs> hey, you're interrupting, know, Venetian Rendezvous. The Kive Vine, that's the what Kive I was vine. gonna, where was that yeah, for the last 10 years? We <laughs> slept on that, we should have had that. That's good wow. stuff. That's a hashtag right there, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Uh, he's uh, Venetian Rendezvous continues back in July, pandemic month four. Mm-hmm. I ran into a co worker who was more of a friend that is to say, he would hang out socially in the before times and knows me better than others. After a brief catch up, he looked me in the eye and said plainly, You must love this. <laughs> I smiled and admitted, I'm thriving. Thriving, what a great. <laughs> 
what a great way to um, to sum up. Uh, I, I, I would I would like to adopt that to describe my uh, my quarantine experience as well. Yeah, I'm starting. <laughs> Are we sure Venetian Rendezvous isn't John? We're not sure based, of anything. Based on that Are we comment sure alone. that this is not the last episode? No. no. Anything's possible. Uh, yeah, thank you, Venetian Rendezvous. That was a fantastic comment, as always. Yeah. Yeah, John would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, finally, uh, we have a comment from Ashley. And Ashley says, uh, the number one greatest thing about working from home, as I have been since early March, is that I can choose how I use all of my time. One of the things I hated most about working in an office was that I couldn't do anything else. I had to be at my desk or in that building, whether I had active work to do or not. Now I can start dinner, cook myself some lunch, throw some laundry in, catch up on a TV show while eating my lunch, or just about anything else that's on my never-ending to-do list, all while managing my work and attending meetings. Particularly harrowing day, no problem. I can just catch up on work in the evening, and that's fine. I also do not miss the hour and a half I was losing every day to commuting, and I love being home when my daughter walks in the door from school. I did not love having her home every single day for months. <laughs> and the decision to send her to daycare, well, that's a different conversation. But now we can coordinate our time to accommodate a sick day since I don't get paid since I don't get paid leave as a contractor or an unexpected two-week quarantine. The work gets done and my family doesn't suffer by me by my butt having to be in a seat in a building far away. In the end, working from home affords more time for living your life. And the cherry on the top is that I don't have to spend an entire day surrounded by people I don't like and or have very little in common with. Except true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank I, you, Ashley. Yeah, I totally agree with that sentiment. I, um, you know, when I worked in an office and I'm sure I will soon, but, um, but I, I would still take breaks throughout the day and walk around, but it, it was just to take a break and walk right. around. And when I do that now, it's like, I can uh, do some dishes or take the dogs outside or things like that, that are nice things to take care of at home. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, I'm getting just as much work done. I'm more relaxed. And, and, and like she said, I, I work in the evening sometimes, but that's okay because I have time during the day to get other stuff done. Uh, teaching, I'm, I don't have those kind of breaks that you guys are talking about. It's, I teach, I have lunch, I teach, end of the day. So really less free time <laughs> i guess in a certain weird way it's <laughs> like when i was teaching in the classroom i could like you know go talk to my coworkers and and that kind of thing but now it's just that's pretty much i work and yeah that's it so i'm glad sincerely that that's working out so well for for uh, you guys and so for and for so many others so 
We got to get this pandemic over. I know. Get them, give them shots, 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 shots. <laughs> For everybody. Shot, shot, For shot. everyone. I agree. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think we might also have a comment uh, from the archive on Instagram. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that Nick's job? Uh, it is. Isn't Nick the uh, no. Insta boy? No. Insta boy. If, if John has that comment. No. Isn't Nick no. the Insta boy? <laughs> uh, John, do you have that comment? Uh, I do. I hey, John, do you that. have any comments? Would you like me to send it to you? Uh, no, because I'm I'm doing the uh, oh, yeah, it'll mess zoom up on the phone. Oh, so, right, yeah. oh, right. The Insta uh, yeah. boy can't handle it. I can assist the Insta boy uh, with the reading <laughs> of this comment. Uh, this was also a comment on our Hege episode. And this one comes from Sparks352, a.k.a. Pedro. Yes. It's Pedro. Sparks 352. Uh, Pedro says, I hope I get this in before you record the next episode, but who doesn't like being cozy? I'm all about making my space as comfortable as possible, especially sleeping experience. Weighted blanket, sleep mask, rain sounds, it all adds up. I'm not a morning person, so making sleep better helps in the morning so much. Thank you, Pedro. Uh, Yes, thank you. That's quite a cozy setup uh, that he articulated. That sounds there. nice. Mm-hmm. Rain sounds. Rain, rain sounds. sounds. I love rain sounds. Do you think he like has somebody there in real life like doing rain sounds for him, or is this like a yeah? He only, or he only sleeps when it's raining. How else would you do it? Well, that you can would... only, he only sleeps when it's actually raining outside. Right. Other than that, I'm just... only sleeping when it rains. <laughs> rains. Nice. <laughs> I would assume that his wife has one of those rain sticks that you get from natural waters yeah. from the 90s. Smell and... the smell. That sounds exactly like rain. <laughs> and yeah, every three minutes she turns the stick over and if she doesn't, he wakes up and he's like, where's that rain sound? <laughs> Can you imagine if rain did sound like rain sticks? What a nightmare world we would <laughs> live in. <laughs> the, the, it would have to suddenly start sounding like rain sticks if it always sounded like that we would know a difference but if it all of a sudden started sounding like that it'd be like yeah okay that's a little unnerving that's Fair. the next phase of the pandemic yeah <laughs> that's all right all right is uh, that it i think that's it i think that's all the comments we have this week thank you creepers yeah thank, thank you creepers. so much creepers i have a I, well, no, I should probably. Sh- well, hmm. too late now. Yeah, what are you trying to do? Well, I was just thinking, you know, we don't know when the archive is going to end, right? <laughs> right. And who's going to have the final comment? Ooh. Oh, yeah. And, oh, man. It's like a or, or let me, Thunderdome. Let me, we throw the creepers in. Let All me go say, in, one come out. Who will have the final comment to be read on the final episode, I guess, oh. is the real question. I mean, it you should know. be chronological. Whoever what? posts last. No, I oh, know that. Record. I know yeah. that. But, <laughs> but we don't know, and they don't know, even as they're writing it, if it's it an, will be. It's so interesting uh, thought experiment. What I'm saying is they should just start commenting as many a lot. comments yeah. as possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
This is a, this is a smart move, Drew. This is a smart move. I like where you're going with this. I want it, I want the Poobah to be happy. Hedge hedge our bets. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Hey, is that also, kind of fun wordplay? Go ahead, Nick. Oh, I'm I'm just banking on us ending tonight, and I'm writing a comment right now. <laughs> Um, uh, you <laughs> drew. <laughs> oh man, but that kind of ever clever wordplay as well. <laughs> that brings us to our topic today. So let's let's head on over to the uh, the archive proper uh, to talk about. They might be giants. Okay, here we be. Here the four of us be in the archive proper. My brain totally shut down for a hot second there. I was like, I have no words. I've forgotten how to speak. Archive. It's the end of the end, end last episode. Right. End of the podcast. Uh, yeah, so this week we are talking about my favorite band, They Might Be Giants. Oft mentioned probably to almost ad nauseum by me on this podcast and mixtapes and whatever not. Uh, so the, the obsession with myself and this band should be well documented by this point. So that being said, I am curious, uh, briefly, I, I, I should assume because of at the very least my obsession, you guys know about this band. Yeah, I know about them. Yeah, cool. Um, when, when, what is your, uh, and no, there's no wrong answers here. When did when did you become aware of them, and what do you think of them? Boy, don't everybody talk at once. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Thanks, John. Uh, uh, I became aware of them from there was a commercial that used to air on MTV in the early to mid '90s. That was like a it was like a clip, uh, a rapid fire clip uh, commercial of like five to 10 second snippets of music videos that were, I guess, semi-current at the time or semi-recent. And one of them was a They Might Be Giants song. And uh, I think eventually, the, the funny thing was those videos, the ones that were in those little clip commercials, it seemed like they were always on. Um, they were in heavy rotation, which is probably why they were advertised in that clip. Uh, but that song was one, I think I only saw the actual video maybe once maybe twice and it was Wait. for the bird the birdhouse song that would have been in the 90 if that was uh okay so that's is, is that accurate that sound right timeline wise could be yeah i mean that's probably about the time that i started watching mtv okay so uh and my my level of familiar well okay here's my here's my take on they might be giants based on uh, so there, there's that song and that commercial. There are the songs that you have contributed to commercial. various mixtapes. Mm -hmm. um, and that is it. I guarantee it's not. We'll talk about that later. 
Well, okay, yeah, and I'm gonna I'll 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 tee you up with that. Um, in that, if you were to ask me what what is my take right now on they might be giants, mm-hmm. I would say I firmly believe that they are a band that they're one of those bands that you could point to and say like, oh, they've they've like written a song about everything, or you know, mm-hmm. more or less. Sure. And I, I would not say that as a compliment, but uh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Good grief! Much like our podcast, they cover everything poorly. Yeah, this is the perfect uh, perfect topic for the final episode of the archive. Right? They they are the archive band. The archive is they they might be giants of podcasts. Yeah. Cool. And so I didn't get a good feel. Do do you like them at all? Or are you? I I don't. Okay, that's fine. um they they are uh i don't know i i I guess i've never really given them uh much attention Mm -hmm. uh not not because i was like put off by them or anything but just because i was never inclined to and i think um I, i i guess i would also say like uh I, I missed my window, which would have been probably sometime around the time of that video um, airing. And since then, I feel like they've been around far too long. I don't think any band should ever last that long. <laughs> and so now I just, I can't, I can't give them a chance. Hmm. Maybe after tonight, <laughs> your, your feelings will change. We'll see. Maybe. Um, okay, I'll go next because Thanks, I Nick. think Drew has good things to say about them. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I got, uh, or I became aware of them around the same time, maybe a little bit later, probably. Um, and I had one of those friends that carries a guitar with them everywhere. You guys know the this, type. This, this sounds like a great, great uh, in, intro to endorsement. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> The same friend got me into um, Pink Floyd. Oh, and yes, that too. That too. Yeah. I thought um, you were gonna say into movies. Uh, <laughs> and cars. Have I told you guys how much I like cars? The <laughs> band. Uh, I, I do. I do. But he didn't get me into them. But um. Uh. So yeah, I I remember like Universe Man and stuff <laughs> from around that era that universe he, man he would uh play for me or possibly sing for me mm-hmm. um that's incredible yep um and uh tell me you did this tell me this happened while you were walking around the mall trying to pick up chicks <laughs> no this was a few years man, after that article man <laughs> does whatever a particle can that's um, you guys in the mall yeah, that, that was him. But, oh, they're so um, hot. <laughs> hey, who's that? Those, I don't know. <laughs> who's who's, well, who's your I, ugly friend? I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think he stinks. I hate him. But um, but yeah, I've I've always had a respect for them. But um, there are a lot of bands. Uh, I was gonna say like them, but um, <laughs> that I have respect for. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm I'm sure everybody understands this. Where there's a band that doesn't connect with you directly, but you're like, 
this is brilliant. This is very clever. They're super talented. Um, but this is like Adam's kind of crap. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I do have respect for them, but it just wasn't something that I like dug into myself over the years, but I've, it's, it's been on the periphery. I've, I've heard a lot of their stuff. Cool. Drew. Um, I think, I think my first awareness of them is probably similar to Nick and John in that, but, but, but different too, because I, like Nick didn't hear it pass through the mouths of the band themselves. Um, but like John, I heard it probably around the time that birdhouse and your soul was coming out. Uh, Cause my brother really liked that song. So, uh, well, I guess I did hear from their mouths because it's not, he wasn't singing it. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't a maniac like Nick's friend. Um, <laughs> uh, but I didn't know that actually I say I only became aware of that song. I didn't really know that, 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 you know, who the band was or anything. And I guess suppose when I became aware of the band was uh, when universe man, better known as particle man was featured <laughs> on a Dr. Demento um, uh, compilation that my dad had. Uh, and I used to love, it was a double disc compilation and, and I would just like, barrel through that thing uh i'm fairly certain particle man was on there um uh, and i i uh i don't remember what instigated it whether i inquired from you adam or if you similar to your sleepover exploits mm -hmm. just stayed around long enough to force upon me the <laughs> they might be giants but you supplied me with a mixtape you you asked you said hey if i was gonna get into this what what songs would i like and i was like yeah. oh yeah here we go and you're the only friend who's ever made good on a request like that that i've made and i have made that request to other friends um, i did a whole podcast episode <laughs> based on your request <laughs> to listen to the gorillas but i had to do it with you <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work so anyway, went into that all right yeah no it's, it's our best episode um <laughs> the the so that was my big introduction and and it was i became a a, a fan through that do you still have that cd yeah i still have it somewhere a giant timeline i believe is what you dubbed it hmm, that's very clever and um and from there, I've always checked in with any new albums and stuff like that. Um, and I think one of one of the things that I like most about them is almost always, if a song, if I listen to a song by them that I have not heard before and I really dislike it, it I end up loving it later. It's a like, weird, weird thing. It had. It's like, and I think it's just because it's hitting my ear in a way that nothing really has. Um, and so I'm really put off by it, but it has this way of really becoming um, uh, addictive in a way. It's like, man, I need to hear that again. Almost like my brain's just trying to kind of make sense of it, what I'm hearing. And so now when I hear a song I don't like, I'm like, oh, 
I might like this later sort of thing, which is kind of an odd uh, experience to have, I think. And, and it, it, I ha- don't really have that with any other band. Yeah, I, I know exactly. I've experienced that, again, with my favorite band many times. They put out a new album, a new song. I'm like, oh, God, this is not good. And then like a month later, I'm like, this song is amazing. And I have this weird theory that people who don't like the band didn't do that secondary listen. Like they hear it and they're like, mm-hmm. meh. But if they would ever do a second listen, they'd be like, oh, actually, I kind of like this. And then by the third time through, you're like, this is really good. But yeah, because it is so different and so kind of out there and not what we would consider, you know, quote, unquote, normal music, especially even like just style wise, as mm-hmm. far as like verse, chorus, verse, chorus sort of thing. It's just, it hits our brains weird. So we're not like sure if we'd like it or not. So well, cool. Yeah, I, I first got introduced to them. Technically, the first time I got introduced to them was would, would have been uh, in the mid 80s when their song uh, Put Your Hand Inside the Puppet Head was in heavy rotation on MTV. Uh, early on, they had they, they did shows for MTV. They would like host like they were on. They were ubiquitous with MTV in the, in the early years. They yeah. did so much stuff for them uh, because they were one of the bands that actually had a bunch of music videos. So they got played a whole bunch. Um, so I, I saw, I saw that video and then completely forgot about it until years later when I saw it again. And I was like, Holy crap. I saw it. when I was a kid. Like, I remember that uh, I'm really surprised. No one brought up tiny tune adventures. That's what I was assuming. <laughs> a lot of you were going to say, that's where you first heard about them. Uh, but well, that was later. Right. Mid nineties, early nineties, early nineties. I mean, it's yeah. So, but well, wait, were they on Tiny Toon Adventures? They did some songs from it, but I feel like that was like, yeah, no, they were Plucky Duck and um, Buster Bunny. They were those two characters. It was was Hampton, but that's fine. Oh, no, Istanbul, not Constantinople, was featured, right? Yes, yeah, yes. I didn't know that. And Particle Man was both. And Particle Man. Yeah, where Plucky Duck was the was the titular character particle man but we'll get to that uh, in just a little bit so because right now we're going to do as we probably assume was coming the history so i'll try to go through this a little fast fun fact they, oh fact, yeah the, that track that you just heard oh, that you're still hearing is, yeah it's by they might be giants <laughs> Is it, so is it John, <laughs> John, you've heard them before. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't think that is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, they so they grew up uh, in the same town of uh, Lincoln, Massachusetts. Uh, they actually went to uh, uh, junior high together. Who's they? They, great question. John and John, uh, they might be giants, uh, not to be mistaken with John of the archive. They mm. might be John. They might be what John. about the other John? The him too. Yeah, John Flansburg and John Linnell are the two original founding members of the band. They might be giants. But again, they met back in junior high. Uh, they kind of were aware of each other, but didn't know each other that well. Uh, and we're going to high school together. Again, acquaintances at best. They kind of knew of each other, but that was it. They left to go to college, went to college, moved to New York, 
Did they go uh, to college together or they did separately? not they went college okay. separately i think i think flansburg went somewhere in like indiana or illinois like that and i don't remember where linnell went but then they moved they both moved back to new york on the same day into the same apartment building hmm. and they ran into each other and like hey it's that kid it's that dude from high school and whatnot and then they kind of started talking realized that they had a a shared love of music and they knew they'd done music all throughout high school and whatnot, so they kind of knew that also, uh, and joined a band or created a, a band. But it was just the two of them, and so a running thing with Giants is their ingenuity and their acceptance of emerging technologies. And you'll, you'll we'll talk about this a little bit. So it was two of them. They could both play a, a smattering of, of instruments. Um, but they didn't have like a drummer or anything like that. And they were both really into, well, especially Flansburg was into like experimental theater. That was his big thing. And also the, the underground punk rock scene in, in New York in the late seventies, early eighties. So you take all that kind of put it together uh, and their stuff was very sort of bizarre experimental. They take a cassette and record a, a drum beat on it and like some samples of sound, stuff like that. And during the shows, they would just put, play on the tape recorder and then sing along with it. So that was that was their that was their backup band was this little recording machine. Oh. Um, the very first gig they ever played was uh, they were El, El Grupo de Rock and Roll, <laughs> which is uh, the rock and roll band. Uh, and then a friend of theirs was doing some a ventriloquism act uh, with uh, under the the name of They Might Be Giants. And he, was, he wasn't going to do that anymore. So they said, you can have it if, if you want to use it. So I said, okay. It's actually from a George C. Scott movie. I don't know if you guys even know where the, okay. where the title comes from. No. It's from, a, it's, from a, it's from a movie. It'd be like if somebody called themselves... Um, first thing I was Avatar. It'd be like... What other movie would you think of? Um, uh, if they titled themselves, Welcome to the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, if they titled themselves... Well, I was like, if they called it like, like Matrix Reloaded. will slow them down. Like... Just a, the t- a title of a random movie. That's wait. Was of, the title of the movie was called "They Might Be Giants"? The title of the movie is "They Might Be Giants." That's, oh, that's wow. the George. We'll put that in the show notes. So, so we'll put the like whole movie in the show notes. Band Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much any random movie title. Any that's, movie. Any movie. What about Gone with the Wind? Perfect example. You got a nice job, Drew. Nice. Um, what about same number uh, of letters? Drive. Sure, that works too. <laughs> Literally right. any movie title works. <laughs> So yeah, uh, George C. Scott movie. They might be giants. That's where that's where it comes from. Illustination. Excuse me. Movies that could be band names. Uh, this this movie is from 1971. I'm just gonna yeah, uh, please do let you know this is about um, a this is a Sherlock Holmes movie. Oh. What? Oh, so yeah. So the whole idea is is Don, Don Quixote. That the uh, right. windmills he sees, oh. they might be giants. Yeah, it's, it's, it's seeing something that's not actually there and assuming that's real. John, go ahead. Wait, Sherlock Holmes plus Don Quixote. Well, the the, the phrase is from Don Quixote. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How quixotic! Hmm. <laughs> John, keep going. Uh, so I guess it's it's set in the 1970s New York City, um, and. It's, I guess they're not actually Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, but it's people who believe that they are. 
there's the old there's the old yeah. uh oh, that's what makes it so quixotic yeah <laughs> <laughs> lovely lovely yeah this sounds like a fun movie yeah i i it's it's believe it or not i actually have not seen it um but it's always been one of those like i should see that movie how much i'm obsessed with this band i should probably see that movie and i just never have gotten around but to have, it. maybe they've never seen it, it they, they didn't even come up with it right it, it was the ventriloquist the ventriloquist yeah right he's but, seen it and he should i mean i'm just saying you couldn't hold their feet to the flames for that you know i suppose not couldn't be like he, he should seen probably the comment the ventriloquist should probably put a comment yeah. at uh, the ventriloquist rendezvous should definitely <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway so they're doing these shows with this this weird tape recorder thing they have all these like bizarre props they're doing again the sort of like avant-garde theater thing and it's just a very eclectic sort of music performance show um they end up becoming this this house band that they play once a month and they have a three-year sold out performances at this at this place um i can't think of the name off the top of my head um this is in new york this is in new york yes what what, what'd you say (laughs) Madison Square Garden. Uh, that's the one. <laughs> um, Shake Shack. Yeah. So, uh, so one point. So this again. This is the late seventies, early eighties. Is when it's happening. So, um, Linnell breaks his wrist. Uh, Flansburg apartment gets gets burglarized, uh, and so they're like, okay, well now we have we can't play any music right now. So what are we going to do? So they said, hey, you know, we you know what we could do. They're just they're so clever. They said, let's take. An, an answering machine take our our music put it on like the the recording for the answering machine so when you call you can listen to our music and so they put flyers up all over town being like hey this is called dial a song and call this number and you can hear one of our songs and it's That's free fun. if you call from work <laughs> it- <laughs> Did they really say that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like that was the, that was the tagline. Dial a song. Yeah. Here's the number. Free to call from from work. And so then people are just starting to call this number, and different. Then they'd hear different giant songs. So if you're in the middle of the day, and you're kind of bored, something to do. You can just dial this number and hear a song. Very clever. Um, mm-hmm. um, so then they uh, okay so. They put out their first album in 1986, um, self-titled. Uh, huge, huge, huge on radio, on college radio. Um, kind of just swept the nation. I remember, I th- I'm pretty sure their first major single off of that, Don't Let's Start, was actually higher rated than whatever the U2 song was at the time on <laughs> college radio. It just, it just kind of exploded all, all over the country. Um, uh, and then... All their videos again in 87, 88 started getting regular rotation on MTV, much wider audience. Um, in 88, they released their second album, Lincoln. Uh, their song, Anna Ng, hit the, the charts. I think got up to like a number like 10 or 11 on the US charts. Um, then they got signed by a major label. And so they put their third album in 1990 called Flood. And that's the yeah. song that that's where everything is kind of anything that was already getting huge. Just, it went nuts. Um, with birdhouse in your soul, Istanbul, not concept, not Constantinople, uh, particle man, 
tons and tons and tons of singles just all over the place i think birdhouse hit number three on the charts if i if, I, if, I remember, if memory serves i can't um, remember birdhouse but i remember everything else from that but uh can you can you sing that for me uh this is the only way Nick knows how to listen right. to They Might Be Giants. Yeah. Someone <laughs> has to sing it to him. Where's my guitar? Yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, again, the voice is not what it used to be uh, right now. But yeah, I'll do it again. So, I uh, saw you sing so. a sea shanty. You can do it. I did. It's true. Uh, Blue Canary in the outlet by the light switch. Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say, I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. I do remember that now. Thank you. Cool. You're welcome. Do you, I wonder if that's their most, um, what's the, I'm trying to think of the right word, like marketable or, you know, mainstream. Accessible. Yeah, accessible <laughs> song. Like, I feel like even today, that one feels really nice and poppy and, you know, kind of easy uh, to engage with. Sure. And, as opposed to, you know, oh, I mean, almost everything else, like, in, to to someone who had never heard a giant song before right if you just wanted like here's the easy end sure or the easiest end i feel like that would still be the song to play for someone it always wears me out that when you hear like an 80s night or or something like that that i mean in the late 80s they maybe giants was one of the biggest bands in this country bar Mm -hmm. none and yet they always seem to be kind of left out of the the lexicon and the just kind of the, the fabric of like 80s stuff for so i just i don't get why but I, I feel like that just speaks to how outside of the 80s they are in terms of the, they're they're not defined by that era no you know, right, they sort enough. of define themselves that and is... i think that's true of of any time they may have experienced um popularity in the past you know 30 years 30 40 years or whatever they're kind of outside of that despite being popular at any given time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and probably a lot of truth in that also. So I said 90 flood came out. Um, the two songs hit uh, on tiny tune adventures, which then now you have younger generation is now, you know, we had the college generation that that box was checked. You had kind of all the um, Soho people in New York and that the underground punk rock scene that's checked. And now you have, kids who are also loving this stuff um so that was in 90 in 92 they released their fourth album uh apollo 18 um that was basically very space themed and they actually called where they were the musical ambassadors for international space year (laughs) that's awesome yeah what year Uh, was it you said 92 92 that was space year that was uh the international space year apparently i wish i had known at the time (laughs) John, when did you go to space camp? Uh, it was 92. No, actually, it wasn't. It was 93. I think. Oh, you missed oh, you it. Just, just missed by it. one year. Yeah. just missed it. Um, and that was the last time anyone cared about space. Yeah, no one cared after <laughs> It's a shame. So with, with this album, uh, CDs were becoming very, uh, very popular. And they thought, okay, what's something we could do with the new shuffle thing on a CD player? You take songs and put them in it, you know, you hit shuffle and the song and the album play in any sort of order. So they were, they recorded this song. It's called fingertips, but it's 21, 18, 18 or 21, 15 to 30 second songs. 
that are all kind of smashed together into one oversong, but they were they were each separate tracks. So you put this, the album on shuffle, it was basically like a, a 35 track album that would just play all these different songs constantly in different orders and whatnot. So again, it's kind of... One of my <coughs> favorite songs by them is Fingertips, Fingertips or I suppose Collection of Songs. Like I... Um, I don't, I don't know if you actually put that on that compilation or not. I don't think I did. Um, but when I came upon it, I was like, like man, this is, I, I mean, every single little track on there, I really love and learning that it was, you know, an effort to like create a new experience, a new listening experience, mm -hmm. you know, anytime you shuffle and give more and more, you know, possibilities for variation. That's a really cool yeah. uh, idea. So are they designed to flow into each other no matter what the order? Is that the idea? Not really. I mean, again, these songs are like all separate individual style, uh, yeah. genre. It's just all this eight, again, I think it's just 21. It's 21 separate songs that have nothing to do with each other that are all 30 to 45 seconds long. And they did something similar. I don't think it was the same intent, but I, I feel like one of the, one of the, albums in the last 10 years or so had a similar thing where nanobots, there was a bunch, nanobots yeah. had yeah. a bunch of short yes. songs yeah. on it. yeah the kind of kind of a a, a callback right to that so so again up to this point they're still basically just doing their shows with them and a machine that's but um after uh 92 they decided to get a full band and so uh they hired a bunch of actual uh, other musicians uh, John Flansburg became primary guitar. Uh, Lino became accordion and and keys, and that's kind of where they've they've sat for the rest of the entire uh, careers. So they put out uh, their next album was uh, this is kind of ruining my listenation. You know what? Forget it. We're gonna do it right now. We're gonna do our listenation <laughs> right now. <No>. Listenation, <laughs> go. Listenation. So before I started giving you tons of freebies here, so Listenation is they might be Giants album names. They they put out to date twenty two albums. Can I go first? And the twenty <laughs> and the twenty third <laughs> one is coming out this year. Um, so yeah, we're just basically like, can you name? I've already given you four or five of them, but I've been thinking about it. So uh, yeah, Nick, sure you can go first. All right, I'm gonna say Flood, and then I'm gonna go and use the bathroom. <laughs> Yes, Flood is one of the albums. Good luck, John. Thank you. Uh, he, is he forfeiting? Yes. Yes. What? That's that's all I got. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. I think you have to hold it until you actually get eliminated. <laughs> yeah. I like this. But Flood. You shouldn't have used the word that makes right. you want to pee. I know. Okay. All right, John, what do you got? They might be giants. Excellent. Oh, damn it, John. <laughs> oh, I'm next. Uh, that's how you know how it works. Apollo 18. Yep. Come on, Drew. I might have been able to remember that. <laughs> trying to help you pee <laughs> from, from five minutes ago. Now you um, want to stay in. Uh, Self-titled. 
That was what John already said. So you were out. No, no, he said <laughs> they might be giants. You right. said so, earlier that they had a self-titled album. Okay, right. They I might know, be giants. I'm self-titled. Just messing with you. On. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Good luck, John. Um, <laughs> I I literally said four of them. We've I'm, I'm going three. to P two. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Drew, you're up. Oh, wait, you won, I guess. I win. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Terrible. So, Drew, how many more? 20, can... How many? 23 albums? 22 albums released. The 23rd one's coming out later on this year. That's That, that offends me. That, <laughs> what? That is... <laughs> oh, I'm so angry right now. Why? No one should release that many albums. Why? I would, I will, let me say this, sincere, or, uh, an actual answer, not that you had a question, John, of um, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you, but I think they are distinct enough from each other that some of them you could say, this isn't the same band mm-hmm. releasing these, these albums. You know, there's certainly eras, I think, you know, mm-hmm where they're using similar techniques and stuff. But I do think that they, again, they're, they're so, they don't sit with any in within any box. And so I think that it's, it's yeah. See, that bothers is, me too. <laughs> if like they're obviously have... too versatile. I don't like them. Thumbs wow. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so, uh, Drew, how many more albums can, can you name? Oh, um, okay. Uh, the Else. Yep. Uh, Join Us. Uh-huh. Um, oh, oh, I almost said Lucky Denver Mint. That is not a... <laughs> that's a Jimmy <laughs> World song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, hang on, let me think. We literally uh, talked about at least two other ones already. I know, but the one I'm not certain. Well, I guess it won't be eliminated. It's Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln. Oh, that was, that was John, John Henry. John Henry. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Factory showroom. Excellent. Yes. Um. Uh, gosh, I don't know what the new ones are called. Um. Uh, let me think let me think for a little bit longer before I give up um, adjust your glasses more uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes you smarter Drew I know I know yeah I give up all right well the only one I thought you mentioned is nanobots so we just talked about that nanobots like, oh, like, I love that album I actually that's one of my favorite by <laughs> we, them. Just talked about, we just talked about it yeah that's fine um, you know what the thing is too like there's so I, I don't even think of many of their albums as albums and i don't know why that is like i i don't know that's the other thing that kind of i find intriguing about them is i so rarely think of their music in terms of albums it might be because of the way i sort of got into them is through that mix cd that you made adam and so yeah. i don't know so a lot of my favorite songs i don't even necessarily associate with the album that they're on yeah, fair enough. 
So John, this is probably incense you even more. So those 22 albums that I talked about, those are the only like, those are 22 of the released albums. They have live albums that aren't even in that, that have other different songs on them that aren't on the actual recorded album. So that's 22. See, that's, that's fine. You can do as, okay. as much of but that wait, as they wait. want to. Let me try to make a mad. Does that include the children's albums? Yeah, the 22 children's okay. albums. Yeah. So they've, I, I would say it, if you must divide it, they have 18 adult albums for children's albums, but there's, there's a lot of overlap um, between the two. Um, Wait, hold up. Are they adult albums adult? They curse every once in a while, I guess. Is that, is that like an okay They're about death distinction? Time. Most of that, that is the, the primary thing over their entire almost 40 year career. They think about the number one topic is death. Hmm hands down without even like close it's death disappointment and uh uh failure essentially those are the, those are the but death is it's on any given album probably half the songs are about death easily have they ever comment on commented on that or has have people talked about that oh ad, ad, ad nauseum um they just uh it's just have people released 23 albums worth of commentary <laughs> on the fact that they talk about death a lot? probably it's just it's just and it's not like they're talking about like it's subtle and it's clever and it's just mixed in with the with the lyrics and whatnot. There's this one song, uh uh oh gosh. Um I'm dying and I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a guy about it's this whole thing about he's he, he's singing the song. It's in oh, there a lot of their songs are from also from um unreliable narrators. That's kind of another mm. that that you're not really catching. Although he's singing the song about how he's depressed, but uh, he eventually was able to get rid of his depression. And they talk about how he's depressed, but I was able to get rid of it. And he got rid of it by dying. Mm, good one. It, it's just the whole song, you're like, okay, well, how do you do it? How do you do it? I died. <laughs> it was went, clever. Yeah. I died and went it's... to hell and my depression, it went to heaven. That's how I got rid of it. See, I'm actually fascinated by the unreliable narrator thing, just because that is seemingly the, the premise of the movie from which they take their name even though they didn't have anything to do with that inspiration <laughs> it's that that's one of my favorite aspects of their songs is the i think rarely do i have moments when listening to music where i'm like uh, i'm sort of like oh wait you know this is what's really being talked about or mm. or oh this person is this sort of thing it's it's you know uh, i i i think that's that's really cool with them and i think that can happen with you know any band but for me it happens most off, most most often with uh them sure totally. there, I, I also i mean i know this is a bit of a tangent but just because we're talking about their the content of their songs i also really enjoy some of the philosophical or conceptual uh songs there's one i think it's off one of the more recent albums where the singer is talking about how he wakes up every morning and he's not him anymore he's he's someone else and he's got someone else's wife and kids and he knows that someone else has his old wife, his old life, basically. And he knows that when he, he goes to sleep and wakes up, he'll be, again, someone new. And 
I, every time I listen to that, it, it, I just stirs in my mind, this idea of like, you're only, your reality is only that day, you know, or that moment. And for all, you know, that literally, you know, yesterday you were someone else and you were, you know, with someone else's family or whatever, and tomorrow will be that as well. Um, and I, that's, so things like that, the, the, these sort of um, thought experiments turn yeah. into songs, I find really fascinating. Yeah, they definitely do that quite a bit. Their lyrics are just, if you just would just read their lyrics, some of the they come up with is just, is, I mean, brilliant. I don't just mean that as a fan of the band, it's, just they're, it's insanely smart, incredibly clever, thought-provoking uh, stuff. It's, 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 it's really powerful stuff. Um, I, I, I also like, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I also like that they will use words incorrectly or pronounce words incorrectly because it's aesthetically pleasing um, or fits the cadence of the song mm -hmm. and, the, and sort yeah, of the sample. ultimate. Well, I was going to say the ultimate version of that. Again, it's I think it's on one of the. It might be on the Else or one of the more recent albums, and I can't. I don't remember the lyrics offhand, but they, they make no sense, but the words feel good together sort of thing. And it's not even like random, it's not crazy words. It's just like, you know, things like you, the, a, you know, simple words, but just combined in ways that they really, or shouldn't be combined, but it sounds correct. Can, can we get that in the show notes? Yeah, I'll That'd find it while well, Adam can Most of the time I, ask for things on the show notes i'm kidding but i do want to hear that is <laughs> <laughs> i know the, was it trouble awful devil trouble awful devil evil is that the one you're talking about i don't think so oh that's right so we, yeah when they so when they hired of the full stuff, band sorry it, it's oh. stuff is way oh stuff is way great song it's on nanobots yeah. again the the album i can't remember <laughs> um can i i'll just Please. sampling yeah the opening is did you just what is what you yes did you whatever whatever you i guess the stalking horse was hides the guy in which the pony is a phony was a lie so Great. again it like means nothing but or maybe it does but it's a really enjoyable kind of thing yeah That's it's a weird it. song too like did you just what did i just yet it's good good stuff and I, I know I'm being obviously overtly like, I love the movie. There's stuff that they've done that I don't care for. I mean, legit, there's a, um, there's a uh, what album is that? I think it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I could say any name right now, you wouldn't have any reference there, but uh, there's a song called I'm Impressed. And that's the title, the start song of the of, of the album. And I was not, <laughs> I, still, I still love never, that song. I, I still, I've never <laughs> you had You think that, that was intentional? Yeah. <laughs> says the thing, it's like. Brilliant. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's entirely possible for them that they put their weakest song on that album as number one and they called i'm impressed <laughs> totally plausible who but knows but then subjective because i do love that song a lot of people do yeah that's my favorite so they come up with wait, the, wait do you intro was that i do love it time? no i'm being sincere that is i really love i like that, that album as a whole and i, I really like that opener yeah. okay um when they so again, these first four albums and basically their entire career up to that point uh, has been, and pretty much a decade has been those two and some sort of tape machine, drum machine, et cetera. Now they have a full band. 
and the fan base kind of split pretty substantially with uh, John Henry was their first full band um, album, which ironically is my favorite Giants album of all time. It's my favorite one. Um, it's a richer sound. It's more guitar heavy. It's, it's just it's it's just kind of took what they that they did and just kind of ramped it up to to another level for me personally. Uh, is your favorite song on that album, or do you know what? It, do you have a favorite? I I could not even possibly try to. I could I could I think that this the mixtape I gave you was like my favorite songs. Some of my favorite songs on those albums, like two songs yeah. per album, I think. Yeah. At that point, there's probably only quote unquote like 19 albums or 18 albums like right. that. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh they came out with factory showroom in 96 that didn't really do much of anything um then uh they so then this the internet is starting to become more and more popular and they're like what's what's something we could do with that and they were the first band in, in on the thing. internet <laughs> They're the first band ever to release an album fully as MP3 on the internet ever. So they thought, let's just do that. Let's just make an album. Let's make an album and not release it physically. Let's have it just digital. They're the first one. But to, uh, what album was that? That album is Long Tall Weekend. Which uh, John named his podcast after. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was put out through email. John hates them yeah. even more now. <laughs> uh so then so then they take a hit this this part where they start doing a lot of other things like they did songs for austin powers they did songs for the oblong they did songs for brave new world uh they did uh music for all the music for the daily show you ever heard what if you ever watched the daily show ever you've heard giants I, I didn't recognize the one you sang. Could you sing another? <laughs> <laughs> the no, theme I didn't song. Know that. That's cool. The theme song of the Daily Show. Yeah, that's, no, that's I, of course I know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also do another theme song. They've done a lot. Uh, of theme they've done songs, a ton of theme songs. Yeah. They did um, um, the one with the kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's Malcolm what I'm in the of. middle. Uh, Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. 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 uh, <laughs> one with um, the kid. In the uh, middle. A kid in the middle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was that the middle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boss and me, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, that won them their first Grammy. Hmm. Huh. No, I said first Grammy. <laughs> so is that a real song or is it just the Boss and me? 30 seconds that we hear on the, no, the there's, theme song? And actually, they put out the music video for that song features like Brian Cranston and uh, I forgot, uh, gosh, what's his name? Frankie, uh, Frankie Muniz. Muniz and the whole cast. It's, it's actually, again, very shocking. It's a very clever video of basically like uh, the dad trying to clean things up and giants are like little action figures that the kids are playing with and whatnot. So yeah, they basically, it's a song they wrote for the show, but the opening but, credits is just a condensed version of it, but there's a full okay. version of the song. So uh, yeah, so they won the Grammy and then they start working on their next album called Mink Car um, that was produced by uh, the Dust Brothers I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with them. I am. I knew Nick would be. Yeah. Yeah. They're cousins of the chemicals. <laughs> in, no, but the same era, though. Yeah. In the Abbott Brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so this is the, this, I just, am I still holding on or are you? What? 
Nick said, hold on. I don't know if I was still holding on or. No, I don't think he said it. Okay. Man, miss, 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 Release. Um, <laughs> 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 wonderful. Uh, so this is the, so Mink Car was their first album since 96 and it was released on September 11th, 2001. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I remember that day. Yeah. Yeah, and I slept in. They had this uh, big like party plan that night, and it they kind of just had like a small. They went to like oh, a record wow. store, and they were like, "Well, there's like 30 people there. They're like, here's our new album. Like, are they, wow. And they are they still living in New York at this point? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, living in the in the Bronx. That's basically where they where they lived for a long time. It's still probably there. So, uh, 2002, they released their first child, uh, kids album called No. Because that was could say a lot i guess um they put it out using an enhanced cd format which is a new technology where basically you could play the album and do an interactive flash stuff with the song while it was playing so that was kind of neat why don't they do that anymore i mean uh, not just them but i don't know oh the flash doesn't exist anymore that's true oh, that's that's true uh 2004 they put out the spine um that's when they started parting partnering up with uh, the Brothers Chaps of HomestarRunner.com fame and started doing all the songs with them and the shorts with them. Uh, I don't know if you guys even know this, but there's a long time for a number of years where Homestar Runner and Strong Bad and all them would, uh, the Chaps would tour with Giants and puppets of them would come up during the show and they'd do like this whole, this, the whole uh, theatrical stuff has always been uh, part of their uh, uh, shows even to this day with props and all kind of stuff that is one point they had uh ironically a giant rain stick that was like six <laughs> feet long that had a microphone on the very top of it and so when they slammed it on the stage had this crazy boom sound with a afterwards just like rain yeah just like rain um yeah so they did that uh that was in 2004 uh, they did some stuff. They did on the 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 show Home Movies, that animated show from. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, uh, I remember yeah. that. They did an episode of that. Um, they did an episode of Blues Clues. Um, yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> uh, in 2004, uh, they wrote a uh, musical. Well, Flansburg did. Um, with which had some very high profile actors on it, but I'll talk about that in just a little bit. And we're already getting uh, I'm trying to be respectful of Drew's uh, the time limit. So, um, 2005, they put out Here Come the ABCs. Uh, that was their uh, next Tom's album. Um, they won an Emmy for that one, also for Best Children's Album. Uh, they put on they put out an album called Venue Songs that was uh, narrated by John Hodgman. Mm. Um, Nick knows him. <laughs> yeah, we go back. Yeah, we then used to two, vacation together. Two thousand five, they started doing a a monthly podcast, um, doing remixes of songs, unreleased stuff. Uh, starring, excuse me, the avatars of they, which were these two sock puppets that they would use, that were fezes. Who then would show up, show up in the show sometime too? So I've I've seen the Abbey Giants in concert thirty seven times. Wow, Jesus! Yeah, 
Um, I've never done anything 37 times. John, John doesn't think a band should have 37 shows. Times. No, no. That's that's like twice as many shows as any band should ever play. Um, so they did 14 songs in, in 2006 for Dunkin' Donuts. So if you heard any Dunkin' Donuts song in 2006, you heard Giants there too. Um, they, Wait, hold on. All of my favorite Dunkin' Donuts songs from 2006. Are you telling me those are? They might be giants. Everyone. They might be giant songs. Everyone. They're good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's true. Uh, they started doing. So oh, Disney was the one that was putting out their children's albums. Uh, not the first one, but here come uh, here come ABCs was by, by Disney. Disney said, "Hey, you should do some more stuff with us." They said, "Cool." So they did all the music for a show called Haleytown Heroes, a preschool show you probably heard of, and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. They did all the news for that. So if you ever heard like the, the hot dog, hot dog, hot, that's Giants. The opening theme for that show is also Giants. Uh, did uh, the movie Sky High. Uh, I think Disney put it out. They did a song for that too. That was a good um, movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, uh, so Coraline, the movie Coraline. That was a good movie. It? So they were hired to do all the music for that. And so they wrote an entire movies oh, no. worth of of uh music for it oh no um and uh the people making the movie decided they, it wasn't creepy enough mm. so they got yes. rid of all their songs but one and that's the other father song when the dad's playing the piano with his extra uh hands or whatever that's linnell singing um uh singing that song that's the only song that that lasted to, to that movie yeah. never seen that movie uh, oh it's really good yeah, like it's a good movie super I've creepy seen all the other yeah. uh wait movies but did they release that album or did they release any of that no. material that wasn't included in the movie no because mm. i think the people who made the movies like own the rights to it so it's kind of just been languishing in there forever uh 2007 Let's they released get on twitter and demand it there you yeah. go <laughs> uh 2007 they released the else um also produced by dust brothers Oh man, uh, that was the twelfth album, thirteenth album. Uh, here come the one, two, threes. Uh, that was in two thousand five. Uh, they should have already broken up four times by this point. <laughs> they 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 joke about how like they're the most like they're they're like if they did like behind them the behind the music thing, it would just be like so like boring and just like yeah we just, yeah. We just kind of played music and wrote songs everything was, was good yeah and then we made another album, <laughs> made another like the, album. didn't they do one on weird owl and it was basically that as like yes yeah exactly like, yeah it just made music and it was fun yeah. um so here come the one two threes won a grammy for best children's album again um speaking of did the two of those ever cross over at any point weird allen we'll get to that and I'm gonna the last thing I'm gonna the last little, little spoiler. So I'm gonna kind of finish up the little history of talk about a couple more things, and then I'm gonna kind of lay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Um, I'm guessing they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so 14,000. You, you can just end the podcast. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, 14th album was Here Comes Science. Uh, that one was just uh, and that was a science theme one. Obviously, that was just nominated for a Grammy. Um, didn't win that one. Uh, do, do, do. March twenty March twenty thirteen nanobots came out. Uh, the fifth album, Jones album Y, came out in twenty fifteen. Also, 
Uh, and then they decided to bring back Dial a Song. So this thing from way back when, they reinvented it. They brought back the phone number. They put it, they made a, a, a website for it. They made um, a Twitter account for it. And they started releasing songs to it. Again, just, just like in the you know, 30 years earlier. Basically, you call this number up or check out this website or whatever not and just get a song, a random song that they wrote. Um, they did- These are all new songs? All new songs, yeah. And some old stuff mixed in, but mostly new songs. Um, oh crap! Where is this? Do, 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 do. Uh, so they, they took. <laughs> so that was twenty fifteen. So again, they took all those songs and a bunch of the new ones. They slapped together uh, into an album and called it Glean. Uh, excellent album, so good. And then later Classic on that Fox show. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What? <laughs> Glean? You know that show about all the kids that sing. Oh, Fox. Okay, uh, yeah. I heard a different word. That was in April 2015. Then in November 2015, they took another bunch of the songs and, uh, so no, sorry. So that was 2016. They took a bunch of songs and released Phone Power. Then was, they took, go ahead. Was Phone Power was comprised of the songs from Dial a Dial-a-song? Yeah, so all these dial songs, they're, they're releasing like they're writing basically a song like every other week or so, or, like one okay. one song a week or every other week, and they basically took the best of those, slapped them into uh, Glean, took another chunk of those, slapped it into Phone Power. Mm. Um, Don't like it. Don't like it. Should have put them all in Phone Power. Maybe or all in Glean. <laughs> one fewer album. One fewer album for John. So they're still doing this for a number of years. They need a manager. This is the problem. They, they, they have need, a manager. They need somebody to, to no. they, they need to cut through the clutter one. here. They uh they so need me. They Twitch. need John. Yes. So they keep <laughs> going with this 2016, 2017. Uh they still are doing this sort of thing with releasing songs through phone uh, through a dial song. They grab all those um and put that into the newest album, I Like Fun, which was released in 2018. I like fun exploded like on like it it was probably one of their highest rated albums uh that they've ever had like rolling stone went went nuts on, i mean just it just got and they were they were even john and john were like oh okay like it was cool we, i mean just they they just put music out because they like making music they, mm -hmm. they're just very they're very sort of humble about it and that they were never trying to be anything they just kind of wanted to make their silly music and, and do it not but since i like fun got this rave reviews and they were like, cool, that's awesome. Um, and this was just another compilation of yeah. Dial a Song content. Songs. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and you're gonna love this, John. The next two albums they put out in 2018 were songs from Dallas. They, they slapped oh, those songs together. God. And that was My Murdered Remains. <laughs> and they slapped those songs together and it was The Escape Team. So the album coming out this year, their 23rd album, Book, is gonna be their first like official you know, we, they we wrote, went to the album, went to the studio, and wrote songs and recorded an album. So I, right. after I, twenty years, we finally did some work, and we're putting out. <laughs> an album. <laughs> um, I actually, um, they they have this thing called it's it's the they have a giants um, instant fan club, and there's different tiers that you can basically buy into be part of their fan club. I've been part of it for years. I'm sure you can imagine uh, this most recent iteration of it. Uh, I 
joined at basically I, I'm I'm what I will be listed as one of the producers on 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 the album. Oh, nice. Yes, and that's, they are, and fun. part of that thing is they are. Uh, if you join at that level, essentially, they write you a personal song with your name in it. So as what? I speak, I'm waiting. Wow. With bated breath for my They Might Be Giants song written to me. That's awesome. We well, can't release this episode until you have your song. <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's it can be played as the interlude. Like that. I, I Again, I. Adam's beaming right now. He can't even form <laughs> yeah, words. He's, he's, he's just yeah. like so excited about it's, it's nuts it's nuts that he's gonna band... be pissed when i cancel this project for them <laughs> <laughs> producer john right don and john has ruined everything in adam's life yeah it's it's just nuts that this band i've been obsessed with since i was you know essentially a, a preteen, and in my early 40s they're writing me a song it's, it's i think that's fantastic crazy yeah. it's absolutely nuts so i mean that speaks to we 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 talked about this a bit during the Kickstarter episode or the crowdfunding episode, I think mm-hmm. it was, but the, the ability that the internet has afforded people to connect with creators that they, you know, love and, and have meant so much that like to have a direct connection like that, that you would never or creators would. that they hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you never would have, yeah, that's a good point. Never would have had, <laughs> that ability to have such a direct you know conversation or you know even if it's even if it is sort of you know uh a fleeting thing i'm not saying that is adam but i just mean in general um that's i think one of the cooler things about the sort of the time that we live in i guess Mm -hmm. most definitely the most i got steve gutenberg to give me a happy (laughs) bar mitzvah for only 150 dollars very nice yeah well worth it. uh the most high profile thing they've done uh during the they're, they're also they're very i'm not gonna talk about this there's too much stuff to talk about but uh they're very politically active very politically active um cnn hired them to write a song last year explaining what the electoral college is and so they wrote a song called the electoral college and they played it on cnn and so it's and it's a very uh, uh, informative, factual, fun giant song about how the electric college works, and it's 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 such a weird concept. But it's like in 2020, I guarantee you, most people have no idea how that works. And now, if they watch, if they, they listen to their song and, and the video, they do. They know exactly how it works and how it all plays out and how our government works right. because of the giants. So, oh, stupid me! I'm like I'm forgetting something. It's so important. They were nominated for a Tony in 2016 hmm. oh. um, for the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants musical, which <laughs> which I know it sounds weird, but if you, do you guys know anything about that musical at all? Yeah, that that sounds very weird in the context of everything we've been discussing tonight. <laughs> uh, that that sounds ludicrous. So the SpongeBob SquarePants musical, uh, is, all the songs in that musical are written by different <laughs> rock bands. different what rock bands. Like Bowie wrote a song for it, and the Giants did, and Fleming Lips did, and just all the songs written by different rock stars. Bowie, yeah, Bowie. Wow, come up, David. Um, <laughs> so it's it, it, it's crazy that musical uh, is is nuts because you have uh, Plain White Tees, Panic at the Disco, Cindy Lauper, uh, Fleming Lips, uh, John Legend, Lady Antebellum, Sarah Bareilles, Steven Tyler, 
Jonathan Colton, et cetera, et cetera. And the one that Giants uh, wrote got nominated for Tony for Best Song. That's awesome. So called I'm Not a Loser. Where does that put them on the EGOT scale? Uh, well, they have three Grammys and then nominated. So uh, I'm a Loser did not win. So they're just nominated oh. for Tony. Yeah. But if the they had losers. They can <laughs> easily get it. No, I am not a loser. That's the name of the song. They just no. need an Oscar and a yeah. Emmy, right? They could easily get those. Yeah. And it's funny because the song is as they are want to do, written. It's basically it's Squidward singing, I'm not a loser, but it's I'm not not a loser. And it's all this double word play thing about how he's like you listen to the song. It's a very clever song. So whew. All right, last thing I'm going to kind of zip through here real fast just to kind of like, like, I don't know, humble brag on their behalf is I have a list of uh, famous people that have either very much vocally said they like the band or in passing said they like them. So I'm going to do some highlights from, from this. So no particular order. Uh, Madeline Albright, Bare Naked Ladies, Frank Black. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Take them off of that list. <laughs> Yeah, that, that definitely that's, that's one of. If there's these. a band that I dislike more than they might be Giants. It's probably you can't be ladies. like, here's here's someone you'll never believe. Like they might be Giants, <laughs> bare naked ladies. Fair enough. Um, that's one of their another they, band. They said that that's one of the in, in influences. So I thought it was I. I sorry, I put it on the list. I, Where are you talking I, about? I BML. <laughs> I don't yes, know. by and large, yes. <laughs> Uh, Frank Black, um, uh, David Byrne, uh, what you know, obviously, but or- Orson Scott Card, not great these days, but um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Colbert, Elvis, Elvis Costello, uh, Jonathan Colton, Bob Dylan, uh, Craig Ferguson, Neil Gaiman, uh, John Hank Green, Rupert Grint, uh, Ron Weasley. Oh, wait, stop right there. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> uh, Matt Groening, Melissa Joan Hart, who actually got the job for Cluster Explains Us All because the, the producer said, hey, what's some music you like? She's like, I like that Baby Giants. So did he. He hired her. Also, none of... That's all it took? That's all it took. The rest is history. Yeah. She didn't have to audition or anything? Well, it was during the audition. <laughs> you got it. Similar <laughs> to goods. Orson Scott card in terms of... Yeah, fair enough. Not a great uh, Tim Heidecker of Tim and Eric fame. Um, Ken Jennings. <laughs> Come on. This list is so ridiculous. Isn't it great? Don't you <laughs> laugh at Ken Jennings. None of these people are surprising in the least. Amy nope. Mann, Michael McKean, Seth Myers, uh, Mike Myers, Nick Offerman, Natalie Portman, Terry Pratchett, Keanu Reeves, Andy Richter. So you're uh, telling me that you sure? eccentric people like <laughs> too much output. John Stewart. <laughs> too much output. All the guys in uh, kid, Kids in the Hall. Paul F. Tompkins. Um, <laughs> this list. People who don't know when to quit. <laughs> Will, Will Wheaton, Edgar Wright, Weird Al. And there's one, the final one I was going to mention that hopefully this, this will kind of put the nail on the head of this thing. I got to find it. Um, you gotta find it. You don't remember it's, who it was. Might be I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, oh my god! Come on. And John Dedekind. 
the um this guy his name is uh mark hoppus <laughs> oh what are you gonna say now john yeah what are you gonna say now <laughs> Wait, doesn't need, know when to quit i need <laughs> no, that's fair an explanation i don't He's the uh, bass player, <laughs> Wait Blink, a the bass player of Blink One Eight Two. Who, uh, oh yeah, of course I knew that. Who has actually listened to the deep dive? He's had uh, <laughs> he's had Giants on his uh, radio show a couple times. <sighs> he likes That's hilarious. Much. Now it's John's favorite band. I thought Madeline Albright would have a bigger reaction from you guys. Right? I mean, I, we should have ended with, with that, that one. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. All right. You're like, Going here's the most Madeline surprising Albright one. To Bare Naked Ladies. Was we, could have done, you, we could have done an elicitation on this list and got yes. all the way through it. <laughs> so, but uh, we wouldn't have gotten her. No, weird. So, real quick, Weird Al and Giants have never teamed up, but Weird Al is a huge fan of the Giants. He actually even wrote a song on one of the newer albums, kind of lampooning one of their style of, of, of music. So there you go. There's uh, much as I could talk about Giants in, in a little over an hour. And as I'm sure you guys can would, would assume, if the archive were still going, the archive could have been our first four-part episode. I could have gone, I could have done a deep dive on this band without even thinking about it. I think John would love to do <laughs> season three of the deep basically dive. Basically, just the turn next this podcast. into a, yeah, I was going to say. This is a spinoff, yeah. So I don't know if, uh, after hearing all that, your your thoughts or, or whatnot or have been swayed, uh, John or, or Nick, about giving this band a second chance. Um, again, because they have 22 different albums. Well, I feel are... like I have given them a second chance without even knowing it. <laughs> like, I've probably given them eight or 12 chances without even knowing it. Yeah, they, again, they, they do a lot of music that you've heard that you probably didn't even realize that, that you were hearing, so. I, th- I feel like if you t- if you were able to take away the you know idea of it being they might be giants or, or just if you had you know kind of no context for them you could find uh, a you know a song that anyone anyone could find a song within their catalog and maybe that's just because mm-hmm. there's so many but. I think they're they are so eclectic that anyone could find at least one song that uh, they would really they really enjoy. Now that would require obviously either listening through everything, which could potentially uh, hamper that experience, <laughs> or require someone who knows some you know a person well enough to say, "Well, here's the one I think you would connect with." Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's one of the coolest things about them is is how. Um, how oh. both accessible and inaccessible they are. Wait, as a band. Okay, didn't they do minimum wage? Yes. Yeah. Favorite song. I found it. Okay. There you go. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I think, I think I can sing that for you right now if you don't mind. That'd be great. Yeah, go for it. Minimum wage. Something like that. That's it. Adam you forgot. You forgot, you forgot the. Hiya, but that's fine. Yeah. I'm full circle. Where's your guitar? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I I sang it. I wasn't performing the other <laughs> aspects yeah. of it, but um anyway, great band. Uh John's favorite name of of uh artists who sing in a band. 
don't know if you like the name John or not. <laughs> You're assuming John likes his name. <laughs> assuming John likes anything. Um, thank you guys for for humoring me on a certain level. I'm what ever since I was even just guest uh, hosting uh, on this, I've wanted to do this out this this episode. So uh, I sincerely appreciate we we're able to get it, squeeze it in before before the end the end times, the death, if you will. Yeah, the archive. Hey, they write. They should write us. We should have. As collectively, can we oh. put in as a producer on this? Is there still time? And get uh, a song written about the podcast. Um, I mean, if if it did, well, <laughs> I mean, it probably is going to sound something like our, our outro music. I would, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, from all of us here at the archive to all of you at uh, Creepers out there, uh, this has been Adam, John, Nick, and Drew. I'm going to put this thing in the archive. We loved it!